Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard and the host for this episode of the show. Today we're going to be talking about WTF moments when we go back and play games that we thought were really good. Which actually kind of reminds me of when I go back and listen to these shows and I think they were really good. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Um, but uh, actually I came up with this um, idea for a topic today because a really weird occurrence happened to me. I actually had a chance, a friend of mine had uh, this TV show called ALF on DVD and he didn't actually loan it to me. I more or less kind of took it from him. I saw it and I'm like, you have to give me this because I loved ALF. I thought ALF was a great show. And for those of you that don't know, ALF is a little puppet um, kind of looks like a reject from Sesame Street, like sort of got a little snuffleupagus action going, but he's just a little brown furry guy, and he was an alien, and he lived with these people. You know, now that I talk about it, it even sounds stupid, but <laughs> but the he lived with this group of of uh, like a kind of a nerdy conservative family, and they hid him, and it was all about them interacting with him, and of course he was like a snarky little little puppet, and it, I thought it was funny, and and I thought it was really cleverly done he was always trying to eat their cat and things like that and and they actually treated alf like he was a real person on the show so it was it was hilarious so i get these dvds and i pop them in and i'm watching them like you know first episode okay that that kind of sucks okay maybe that was just a bad episode and I, i go to the next one i'm like well that one's not very good either and then I'm like, okay, and I found an episode where I remembered it, and I'm like, this is going to be a really good episode, right? And and I'm like, it's not very good. So so what happened? I, I have no idea. So I was trying to think if um, the same type of thing happened with uh, with games, and I invited a whole bunch of people to come into the lounge and talk to me about going back and playing classic games, and apparently it's like the most taboo subject ever because nobody, nobody wanted to come in and chat with me. So uh, unfortunately for Todd, he was he was in the lounge. I think think he was looking for like a soda or something. So I grabbed him and made him sit down and do the show. So Todd, welcome to the lounge. The sooner we get this over, the better. <laughs> I mean, I'm on my last mission on StarCraft too. I got to get this finished. <laughs> the last mission of StarCraft. Well, well, Todd, what do you what do you think about my idea? Everybody said I was crazy, especially when I started mentioning some other games and I went back and played like Deus Ex uh, and uh, Baldur's Gate, and and I'm just like they're. I'm not saying they became bad games, but there's just they're just. I don't know if maybe I built them up too much in my head or something, but they're just not as good as I remember. And and so you were saying you don't really have any real experiences like that either. No, I mean I I actually thought of some of these and I. Couldn't come up with anything, any classic games like I played in detail. I'm actually going through my, since I was lucky enough to bring my Xbox with me, I'm going through some of the games that I have archived. No. And I can't find anything. I mean, <laughs> I mean this, I mean, I know I got the uh, message for this earlier. Mm-hmm. We had the show idea in mind, and I couldn't think of any any classic titles. Right. Even when I was playing StarCraft, I was thinking back of uh, some RTSs I once played that were great, and then end up jumping the shark over years. Mm. Yeah, well, it's different if the show, if the series continues along and then jumps the shark. I mean, that's one thing. That's a sort of a failure on the developer. What I was sort of interested in is like, 
you know, nothing's really changed. I mean, El- like with Deus Ex, for instance, you know, elves didn't go in and reprogram it or anything. Um, so it's the same game that I'd played before. Uh, but I don't know. I, I started, in the case of Deus Ex, I was playing it, and I got to one mission where you basically have to use stealth, and you have to sneak around this facility because you don't have any uh, weapons or anything. And there's no stealth interface in the game. There's no way to tell if you're hidden in the shadows. There's no way to tell if someone's going to see you or not. There's 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 nothing. And and so sometimes guys will walk right past you, like within a foot of you, and not even notice you're there. And other times they'll be all the way across the room and they'll start shooting at you. You know, and there's like, and and I was just like, well, you know, that's not that's not a really good interface. And and yet in my mind it was one of the greatest games of all time, like flawless. You know. I just realized you're you're right about that. There's something else that plays similar to it. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I was playing System Shock 2 on my MacBook. Oh yeah, I know you said you were going back and playing that. No, did you? Oh. Now System Shock's another game that everybody's just like, wow, one of the best games ever. I love System Shock. I'm afraid to go back and play it because I'm afraid my perceptions will be knocked down. But what was your experience going back? Well, one really the game was the interface. Anytime I tried to go into my inventory, apparently System Shock 2 is not. Maybe it's the way it was running on my MacBook. Uh, maybe it's through the way it was running through DOSBox on it. I have no clue. But when I try to um, close out, if the mouse wasn't directly centered, my character always turned to where the mouse was located. So if I was getting attacked, I didn't have enough time to react and, re- and defend myself. Oh, because your character was always looking at where your mouse cursor was. Right. Sometimes he's looking up in the ceiling, looking down on the floor, and all of a sudden there's a... There's a mutation right there, ready to kill me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I. I mean. I guess. I. Maybe. Maybe it does come down to the interface. Maybe. I mean. You know. The interface on these games is kind of a science that's a, a developed over time, just like anything else. I mean, how many games back in the PlayStation Two days were destroyed because of bad camera choices? That's true. Or, or of course, uh, linearity. Another one just came in mind. I forgot about Max Payne. Oh right, yeah, Max Payne. Yeah. That was an. I mean, I, when I when I did my ripping of Alan Wake, claim, complaining about how boring it was, I didn't realize Max, about the Max, both Max Payne tells being so linear. Yeah, and that's another one that I sh- should probably add to my list because, uh, well, it's interesting. The the these classic games they're very accessible these days. Uh, there's services like Steam and Gamersgate that that have them, and you can you can download them and play them, and you know they're not that expensive. They're like you know you can get them for like ten bucks or something like that as a downloaded copy. Um, and then there's people like me in Utah that have the actual games lying around in our in our libraries, <laughs> um, but. You know, you go back and play them, and uh, and I just, you know, sometimes they're just not as good as we remember. And I, I didn't play, I didn't go back and play the original Max Payne, but I went back and played Max Payne 2. At least I started to play Max Payne 2. I, um, I played through the hospital mission, and you're right, the linearness of it just was like, I got bored with it. And here was a game that I spent, you know, 15, 16 hours straight solving originally. And it's not just, I mean, it's not just... The original games also when they try remaking stuff. Oh, the remakes, yeah. I mean, some of them came out really good. I mean, a good example was Bionic Commando Rearmed, which actually improved on the original formula and made the game fresh. But then there are those that um, are not even done by the original staff. I mean, again, I'll say Bionic Commando is an exception because it was done by a company called Grin, who's no longer around, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But if Mostly for publishing rights. I mean, I always go back to Trolls and Time Reshelled. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, the original arcade game, I mean, when Konami did, I mean, I was fresh out of high school when I played that, and three of us always got together, and we had the time of our life playing it. Mm-hmm. And when the uh, and the uh, CGI movie came out, Konami re-released it on Xbox Live Arcade. And at first, it was a lot of fun to play it, but then I realized how repetitive it got. Mm-hmm. And it just lost interest. And then when Ubisoft Singapore released the uh, remake last year, I mean, that's when it all completely went downhill. It didn't look or feel anything like the arcade original. Mm-hmm. Maybe that – I mean, I know it, I was – I gave it somewhat good score, but then I ended up redacting it afterwards. I realized that that was one of my biggest mistakes. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Turtles game was fun in the arcade. Which one did you play? It was the second one. No, I mean, which character did you play? Oh, I played as Donatello because he had to read. Yeah, me too. He always plays Donatello. Oh. And the first first game uh, against Mr. Boss, you need to do a hit and run technique and not even get, not even take any damage. Donatello's got the staff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was always my favorite turtle anyway. So, um, yeah, he was pretty cool. Everybody always played Raphael because he was a tough guy, you know. But but I, I always liked. But he had, he had no reach at all. Yeah, yeah. I always liked Donatello. I like to hit people and then have them not be able to hit me back. That's always great. <laughs> but um, yeah, the remakes the remakes can be bad too. Some but you know some of the remakes are good, and I think I think when the remakes are good is when they when they keep. The original flavor of the game. Here, I think I've actually solved my problem as to what's going on. I, I go back and play a game like Deus Ex, the original, and I look at you know the graphics level, and I look at the interface, and I look at some of the bugs and things that were in the game, and it's like you know the, it comes to mind. Whereas at the time, I guess I was willing to forgive it because I was really into like you know a sci-fi shooter was really cool and now these days i guess going back you look at it a little more critically and you see a lot of the mistakes but the remakes i think have a chance when they actually do a remake and it is basically the old game but with modern graphics a better interface and things like that that's when they can really be popular and i think the greatest example of a remake that perfectly followed the original and improved on the original would be sid meyer's pirates which I admit I never played. Oh, you never played the new one. The new Pirates is beautiful. The new Pirates, um, I, you know, I have it and I can lend it to you. I mean, you should, you should definitely play it. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's like the original game, uh, but with just beautiful modern graphics. And there's one thing that they added to the game, which was dancing, which is like, you know, press A and D and W and X to dance in time with the, with the dancers or whatever that I didn't like that wasn't in the original. But other than that, everything else was the same. The, the ship-to-ship battles was exactly the same. The sword fighting was pretty much exactly the same. You have three basic moves um, that, and three basic counters, and it's you know it's basically a simple rock-paper-scissors type of game that anyone can play. But it's real hard to master, and especially in combat. And it's just it's just an awesome game. It looks good and it plays good, um, and it's just like the original. And so I think that is a perfect thing. If I went back and played the original Pirates, I mean, back on the Commodore 64, I'd probably be a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never really played Parsons C64 to begin with. I haven't played any of them. I haven't played that. I haven't played Gold. Mm. And I don't know how many incarnations of that game are out besides those. Yeah, well, you did go back and play another Sid Meier game that was remade um, for the console, and that was Civilization. What what was that like? Well, I, I said in my review, I, it, sim- it was simple. Compared to the uh, all the stuff that came out in Civ 4 on the PC and Mac, but it was very addictive, um, very, very combat centric though compared to the other games. Because 
when I play on the PC, I was always more of a pacifist type, trying to build my technologies. Oh, really? So you didn't but, you um, didn't really go the military route? No, but on the on the uh, Xbox, you're pretty much forced into the military mm. because when they added the whole great person feature, if you get so many great people, it's like every turn, all the subs are like demanding, "We're going to go to war from you if you don't give us one of your great people." Hmm. I mean, they literally blackmail you into that, so you're forced to fight. Wow. And even with that, you still got all the tank trying to do the tank rushes, but they have that old Phalanx being Phalanx beats tank uh, philosophy. Yeah, I hate that. I do. It's like I've, they'll actually give you a score for your um, for your army. Like I'll have an army of three tanks with a general at eighty one, and he's got a Phalanx at like seventeen, and he'll still beat me every time. Yeah, I, I that's the one real problem I do have with the Civ series, even on the computer, is that uh, I think that at some certain a certain technology level, you should always beat a lower technology level. Like, there's no way that uh, uh, guys with bows and arrows are going to shoot down my Apache helicopter gunship, which can happen in the in the game and does unfortunately happen fairly frequently. Yeah. So yeah, I I like to see you get you get as many people with bows and arrows as you like and one Apache helicopter and see see how that battle works out for you. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so yeah, I think at some point it should just be an automatic victory if your technology is is that high. I mean, if some idiot is still walking around with guys with spears and it's you know 1942, then you know so much their loss for being stupid <laughs> so so yeah so i don't know and then and then of course we also have um you also have remakes that are completely different um uh you know that that you know don't really follow the philosophy that we're sort of talking about here today about going back and looking at older games um for example uh, a I think I know where this is going. Well, I was going to bring up the Xbox, the XCOM series, obviously. Exactly. But I was going to mention right before I let you rant on that is that another series that did that was Fallout. And the Fallout, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 were both over the shoulder, top down view, heavy, heavily deep role playing games. And Fallout 3 was a more or less a shooter with role, with some role playing in it. It looked beautiful and was extremely popular. I, and I would say, you know, Fallout 3 is right up there with the other Fallouts. Now, I mean, you liked Fallout, the Fallout, Fallout 3, didn't you? Oh, I loved Fallout 3. Oh. But the thing is, I never played the original. Ah, so you didn't have that background where, oh, this isn't, this isn't a Fallout game, right? I see. Yeah, that's on like the experience I had with XCOM because I, XCOM I got when it first came out. Mm hmm. And I was hooked on that game. Oh, everybody was. I mean, it had it had the it had the sh- the real time element. Well, it was turn based, I guess, but it seemed like real time the way it was presented. And then the fun part for me was always the research. I I always tried to get like laser rifles right away, and that was that was a huge accomplishment, you know. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Civ. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you also mentioned Jagged Alliance, which uh, I admit I never played, but. They said the uh, tactical on that was almost reminiscent of it. It was. Ja- Jagged Alliance is a beautiful game. Jagged Alliance, Jagged Alliance 2, Jagged Alliance, they had one that came out um, fairly recently called uh, Firefight or Firefly or something that was that was pretty good title. But um, you're worried about the you, – you went back recently and played XCOM and had a really good time with it, and it, you were actually able to solve the game, whereas originally you didn't solve it. Right. Those damn ethereals kept uh, – Wiping out my team, my controlling them. <laughs> yeah, so you were able to solve it. So you had a good time going back and playing the classic game. Mm-hmm. And did that in any way make you even more worried about what they're going to do with the series? 
Yeah, more than ever. <laughs> I mean, I saw videos of the new XCOM, XCOM and name only as far as I'm concerned. Right. And the whole, like I said, the whole 1950s concept scares me. <laughs> the uh, fact that you're playing as one FBI agent sounds more like X-Files than XCOM. So you're only one agent? You don't have a team behind you this time? From what, I, what I've heard, you're supposed to eventually get a team, but you're in charge of one agent. Hmm. And also saw some of the aliens, like one's this black slime. Eh. Which then the ships are like these giant rings. It just doesn't look the same. I want the old sectoids. I want I want chrysalids. I want ethereals, believe it or not. Would you be let me ask you this, and this will be sort of our final final question. Um and this is basically just related to XCOM, the XCOM game. Would you rather them do like a Fallout 3 type of thing, like they're doing with the XCOM game, or would you rather them take the original game with its turn-based play and its, you know, researching and things like that, and just basically take that game, bring it up into the modern world, you know, make it look better, make it play a little better, but basically keep the same type of thing? Which would you actually prefer with that particular title? Based on my experiences with the... With Civ Revolution, the um, that and of course StarCraft Two, I'd rather them bring back the original formula. Hmm. I mean, it's just, I mean, I know I'm kind of being a hypocrite when it comes to Fallout Three, but that's because I never played the first two. Mm-hmm. But XCOM is a heavily loved series. I mean, there's a lot. It's got a strong fan base. There are actually people who are making, uh, still making mods to this day, and there's also coming the. Uh, the Made sort of a remake of XCOM. Oh, really? That looked looked like a high definition version of it. I saw it on another guy's review show. Oh. He reviewed and gave it a good rating. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I I do want to try out the new XCOM. I do admit that, but it still it scares me. And <laughs> I think by making it a first person shooter set in the 1950s, it's jumping the shark. Uh, well, I I hope I hope you're wrong because I love that series as well. But I mean, looks like I hope I'm wrong too. <laughs> looks like we'll have to just wait and see. So for all our listeners out there, uh, if you've had an experience, um, unlike everyone in the lounge except me, <laughs> have gone <laughs> gone back and played uh, a game that you thought was amazing. Maybe it was Pac-Man. Maybe it was uh, you know something like XCOM, and and you didn't actually like what you found, uh, and it surprised you, let us know. The email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. I can't be the only one, although I would like to say that I do sometimes go back and play classic games or older games and end up loving them. I went back and played the Thief series, Thief Deadly Shadows, and I loved it. I loved it sneaking around and, and everything. So it's just, I don't know, it's just sometimes I think we build up these things in our mind to be bigger than they really were. Um, and then when we play them again a little more critically, we we sort of see too many flaws. So we'll have to see. So we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. Let us know, um, and uh, maybe I'll collect enough of your reader responses that we can do a show and, I don't know, invite somebody into the lounge that actually wants to show up and chat with me. (laughs) So, all right, Todd, thanks so much, and uh, we will um, check you all out next time here in the lounge. Take care, everybody. (laughs) 